The Fake Show podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Hutchison & Stephan, North 5th Brewing Company, Threads of Envy, The Tone Factory Recording Studios, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. English guitarist, singer, songwriter, and record producer Andy Partridge founded the legendary rock band XTC in 1972. They would disband in 2006. The group gained popularity during the rise of punk and new wave in the 70s and got nominated for a Grammy Award in 1993 for their album Nonsuch. Andy's got some new releases to talk about and will go deep into the history of the band as I welcome XTC's Andy Partridge from his home in the UK. Hey, Jim. Andy, welcome. An honor to have you on the program. I have to say uh, that your music means... Oh, don't make my head expand. <laughs> I'll never get out of the room. No, your music means so much to me. Your catalog is one that I go back to a lot, along with just a handful of bands. Oh, thank you. Who are some of the other bands, just out of curiosity? Uh, well, I tell you, Talking Heads, friends of yours, uh, also... Oh, yeah, yeah. The Clash, the Beach Boys, uh, and a few others. But yeah, I mean... I had the honor of being a talking head for one album. Is that right? Yeah, they did an album called No Talking, Just Head. And, and I wrote and sang a song with them called uh, Paper Snow. I was thrilled to hear that your 1984 album, The Big Express, has a new release with new tracks along with the, the color booklet. Why did you choose to re-explore this one, Andy? really just a case of um, every time that somebody now I know this sounds stupid but it's it's the bottom line if the tapes if the master tapes the the multi-track master tapes can be found then we we let uh, Stephen Wilson uh, who's the musician uh, mixer that we we work with uh, we we give him the multi-tracks and say you know go to town with that how do you want to hear it and 99 times out of 100, things sound improved. There's more air in the mix. There's more space. And with an album like Big Express, which is insanely dense and metallic sounding, yeah. we needed somebody to get in there and really spread the, the sounds around, which when you're, when you're mixing for Atmos, um, I th is that something like 13 channels? So he, he can really spread the sounds around and put them over your head, under your feet, behind you, you know, literally down the pub, in the pub, down the road, if he wants, you know. Yeah, and you've been at it long enough that the whole mixing process, boy, that sure has gotten complicated, you know, through the years, hasn't it, since you began? Oh, yeah. And it's, it's kind of an art form in itself. You know, you get great engineers in the studio who get delicious sounds. They're like the people who know how to buy the or get the best ingredients to, to eat and then you have mixers and the really good mixers they're like the chefs they know how to to cook those ingredients and just do the right things with them to present them the best so um you you usually don't find uh, the engineers or producers are, are not always the best mixers uh, and by the way, Andy, we were talking about Talking Heads. I interviewed drummer Chris Franz not too long ago, and he recalled the days when you were touring with them and that you kept him laughing. He really loved being around you and XTC. It was just a great time for him. Yeah, we used to have a lot of fun. I remember traveling around Europe in a, in a tiny little van with them and 
you know, when you're sat in a van for like six or seven hours at a time, just crashing through snowy Europe, you've got to talk <laughs> and, and, and kind of amuse yourselves. And, and we'd be, all, all of us would be totally worn out with laughter by the time we got to the town where we're doing the show, you know. It was a lot of good fun, and, and uh, I, I stayed friends with David Byrne for many years afterwards. In fact, it was even me, uh, I started a joke about David saying that he was a scatologist. I, I, I slipped this into a, uh, an interviewer. I said, yeah, when you talk to David next, next time, ask him about his, his love of scatology. <laughs> and uh, they did. And uh, this, this, this crazy rumor started going around that, that David was a scatologist. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, you go to a dictionary. But it was totally untrue. Uh, yeah. But it was just a little bit of naughty humor. <laughs> <laughs> Your music music just it has been so brilliant through the years and and in many ways you remind me of Brian Wilson not only because of the way you write and, <laughs> and hopefully not the size and produce material not necessarily although he's healthy recently um and there's also you know, I was going to write with him really yeah i i was on the cards to write with him and it never came to fruition uh, and then somebody who did write with him who i vaguely knew said it was really frustrating because uh, yeah, it's a long story. But uh, yeah, I was on the cards to to write with him, and and it never happened. Shame because he's an you know an, an enormous influence for me. Um, he's up there with the Lennon and McCartney's and Ray Davis's, you know. Yeah, because I always thought that in your 1993 album Nonsuch, which was nominated for a Grammy, I might add, I loved your song Wrapped in Grey, which sounds like it could have been right out of Pet Sounds or Smile. Wrapped in Grey was kind of, when I, I stumbled on that on the piano, I thought to myself, ooh, is this Burt Bacharach land? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The, the, yes. the intro chords there. It's like when I, I, I just literally stumbled on them. I'm a terrible piano player. I'm half decent on a guitar, but I'm a complete chimp with a, with a dozen bananas when it comes to playing the piano. <laughs> uh-huh. But I stumbled on those chords and I thought, ooh, this is, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Burt himself would be, would be proud of those chords. And so it was kind of. It grew with partly Burt Bacharach in mind and and partly Brian Wilson, yeah. Well, and I'll never forget how excited David Letterman was to have XTC on his show performing King for a Day. I think it was around 1989, and because you hadn't appeared anywhere for years, so he was really giddy to have you guys on. What do you recall about that? Yeah, that was good fun, actually, that... uh we we were we were either I can't remember the timeline. We were either near the end of an acoustic radio tour, um, or just about to start one. But that caused a little bit of fuss initially because there was no there was no uh, unplugged on MTV. In, in fact, I I claim to have inadvertently invented uh, unplugged, which is a bit of yeah. a Donovan thing to say. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. I invented the electric guitar, I invented the world, I invented oxygen. Yes. Um, but I, I think I did invent Unplugged. Um, they said, would you come on and play on MTV? And I said, well, can you send me a tape of the show? And I thought the show sounded so bad, the sound on the show sounded so badly mixed. I said, mm, we'll only do it if we can just do it with acoustic guitars. 
and they they weren't sure okay let's try it out and and it went down really well so we we took the concept or they took the concept and ran with it for unplugged and we took the concept and uh played a lot of radio stations around the states just with acoustic guitars you know live on air you sounded great on letterman that's for sure but we were as nervous as hell because we hadn't played live electric for for five years or more yeah and you looked very happy though as i recall in the performance you were dancing around in it and it looked like you had that kind of energy yeah i, I was you know i can't think what i at what age or I, I was 70 a few days ago i certainly could can't dance around that much now but <laughs> uh, at the time i was i was into the groove and uh yeah, there you go. I was cutting a rug, I think, as they say. I have talked to other artists who worked with Todd Rundgren as a producer, and as great as the album, your collaboration was on Skylarking, the sessions got kind of uh, testy, a little combustible, right? Yeah, I shouldn't say too much about this. Just go and interview Joey Molland of Badfinger. Oh, there's lots of people who have uh, come up against the sarcasm and um uh-huh. yeah i i'm not going to say anymore i don't want to open mouth insert foot you know yeah i know i get it but yeah. he did a great job I'll, I'll give him that it was just difficult during the making of it yeah during that time xtc's the big express is remixed with new songs available everywhere including amazon.com and andy's limited edition pop artery with paintings about xtc songs at burningshed.com andy i love everything you do it was so great to talk to you i hope we see more of you and hear more of you oh okay yeah we'll rig up some more if you want a longer chat all right buddy thank you so much Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Jim. See you, man. They had so many great songs. I can't wait to hear the new releases. And, you know, I've heard Todd Rundgren discuss those Skylarking sessions. And although no one seemed to agree much on the final product, it did turn out to be a great album. That finishes this episode of the Fake Show Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.